Um, just want to remind people that that there's enough out there for everyone. That it takes nothing to be kind and to give someone a pat on the back or a bit of encouragement. It might be someone who thinks doing doing it tough, someone who's not doing it tough. You just don't know. Mm. And I'm not saying give all your time to time thieves, but give everyone an opportunity. Welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio, gang. Uh, today's show is uh, with Tony Doty. So it's very often that I get asked uh, which is my favorite show on Adventure Fit Radio and all the shows we've done. We're up to about 140-odd shows now. And for the longest time, I would say episode 36 is my favorite show with Rusty Young. Uh, I would always say that following that, my second favorite show would be episode 37, funnily enough, with um, with Mike Dowd. Just really interesting stories, uh, really good characters, and um, yeah, just awesome shows. Having said that, since episode 106, uh, yeah, it's pretty common for me to say that uh, that Tony Doherty's first episode is my all-time favorite. Um, it's probably the only show that I've ever gotten goosebumps while I'm actually recording the show. So, uh, yeah, so we got Tony back on for round two. He is... Uh, He's the man. He's very inspirational, very great with business. He's just an all-around good guy and plenty of knowledge and, uh, and plenty of wisdom coming out of uh, his mouth in this show. So this show, though, is brought to you by Audible. So check out audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio. Uh, you can get one free audiobook and a 30-day trial there. If you're not using Audible, guys, you should be. You can be, while you're, uh, you can be learning, you can be listening to your favorite audiobooks. Any book in the world, pretty much, while you're doing something else, so passively. So you can be walking your dog, cleaning your house, making dinner, and you can be learning. Check out audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio. Also, guys, we are brought to you by Adventure Fit Travel. So everything that we do, guys, is on our website. Head to www.adventurefittravel.com. Basically, guys, we are trying to improve the world through travel, exercise, mindfulness, and conversation. Um, anything that we do, guys, is... Uh, is going to be anything that we do, anything that, uh, that you guys want come uh, travel time. If you're planning a holiday this year, go on and see what we've got coming up. We've got amazing trips lined up this year, New Zealand, Australia, Vietnam, Greece, Thailand, Bali, Mexico, Iceland. We've got them all coming up. Uh, if you guys want to get to the most epic destinations, do the coolest stuff imaginable, get a little bit of exercise in, get a little bit of mindfulness in, get a little bit of self-development in, all while drinking uh, a few beers, eating burgers and uh, having the best time humanly possible. We are your travel company. So use the code word radio at checkout. You'll get 10% off any and all trips. www.adventurefittravel.com And uh, yeah, that's it. Here's the show. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. And that's it! Yo! Oh, 
right, Tony Darley's back on the Fresh show. Start. Hello. He's back. Welcome <laughs> back. We're on. I reckon, um, I must say, I genuinely think, and I'm not saying this because we're sitting in your office. I do actually say this to all the guests, <laughs> but uh, I genuinely, genuinely mean this when I say it. I reckon our first show might have been might have been my favourite, and I reckon it might have got the best reception out of yeah. any show we've ever had. Top three for me, for sure. See? <laughs> we warned them about this. It, no, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and... Uh, uh, you guys were, were fun. Uh, I do a lot of podcasts, a lot of interviews, and you guys were a whole lot of fun. And I think your point of difference is great, and uh, enjoyed it. And obviously, I spread it, spread the word. Yeah, and no, yeah, we had some more it, subscribers for you. But um, that was a lot of fun, and mm. it's good for me to get out of the gym and bodybuilding scene a little bit mm. and talk about travel and fun and all mm. the other stuff. So mm. I'm get glad that it rated well. <laughs> Thanks, listeners, viewers. <laughs> And uh, whatever you guys are, but, yeah, yeah. they're all idiots. They're doing, a, they're, they're doing a great job, and uh, you know, I'll try and listen in on some more. But yeah. time, time is my enemy right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about that, Tony. You're saying you're super busy. What's going on? What's what's been happening since we saw you last? What month was it? Can you remember? I'll I reckon it was about July. I reckon you know it was what? mid-year. It would have been June, July, because I probably started growing my hair just after that, actually. So, yeah. So that's the so, point of reference for... Yeah. Um... As soon as I stopped, my, my, my last haircut was when we had the podcast. Right. <laughs> well, there you go. Interesting. There yeah. you go. Through no point of yourself. Um, uh, I don't know what... <laughs> I don't want to... Tony's haircut. I've got to I don't, to, I don't know how to react to that. But, yeah. um, since July, so, okay, well, uh, so I'd just gotten back, I think, from... Um, I'd been in uh, Europe, Africa, mm, yeah, that's doing right. Right. Uh, doing South America. Yeah. Yep. So um, after that, um, I had a, a hip replacement um, yes. in July um, and another one in, in November. So thank God you've only got two hips. So that's all behind <laughs> yeah. me now. And uh, that was the second one was just nine weeks ago. So I've just been doing full-on rehab for that. Wow. Mm. Back walking 5Ks every day and loving being fit again. Because mm. um, it's kind of major um, uh, operation on your body and to recover oh, yeah. from it and all the rest of it. Um, plus, I didn't stop everything else I was doing. So, um, the next trip after that was I went to Las Vegas for the Mr. Olympia where I worked um, backstage at the Olympia doing all the interviews and that kind of thing. Mm. And then I went to uh, Barcelona for the Arnold Europe and then I busted out to Prague for a week afterwards mm. just to chill and you know reset and all that sort of thing. Now I'll be busy oh, when I got great. back. Um, got back from there and I've had a couple of smaller trips. I was in Korea just before Christmas. That was really it for the travel for the year. So I think it was about 10 trips for the year. So mm. that took up, you know, a lot of mm. time on planes and airports. Oh, I went to Brazil in, um, that was a funny one. I went to Brazil in, now this is Adventure Fit Radio. So I've got to share with you. Make sure your visas are checked. Yeah. <laughs> tell you a quick story. So in November, I had to go to Brazil um, simply for a meeting. And, uh, and I've got some great friends I was going to meet. And I was going there for a meeting in Sao Paulo. I came up really quick and it was something our uh, Jim Mannion in the Pro League and Bob Lorimer needed me to do as a representative of the Arnold brand and bodybuilding in general. So yep. I went from here to Sydney, Sydney to Auckland, Auckland to Santiago and Chile, Santiago to to Sao Paulo. Yeah. So it took, uh, including our airport time and all the rest, it took just on 30 hours or 31 oh, yeah. hours or something. So I got there, it was, you know, it was evening time and I thought, this is not so bad and I, I had a new passport because my other one was actually full and you've got to have two pages. I thought I won't get caught out with that. So new passport, I had my old Brazilian visa, which was current in my old passport. So I rocked up and I thought that might be an issue, but I can talk my way through it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I explained that. So it's not a problem. They said, the problem is your visa's expired. I said, no, no, no. I said, it says uh, 12 month, multiple entry and uh, it just commenced in April and I've only been there once. I said, yeah, but you can only stay 90 days. I said, I read that. I said, I was only there for eight days in April, and now I'm back because it says multiple entry. He said, let me go check. I said, check what? He goes, oh. so, of course, he's gone forever. And all the other people that are standing at the counters getting checks, 
they've been to the office, they've come back, they've been processed, all that shit. Yeah. The longer he's gone, the worse it gets. I looked at <laughs> there was all these people surrounding me. It was like um, you know, police, federal guards, it was customs oh, people. Like, shit, what's going on? You don't look it? dodgy at all, Tony. By the way, it's the, <laughs> no, well, uh, I like you have tattoos. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, this is the point. It's not. And everyone said, "Oh, you should have bribed them, or you look dodgy." It's nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the ambiguity. 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 That's what I was looking for. Yeah, I had his version, but I wanted to look smarter. <laughs> Feels so nice, mate. Mate. Feels nice. I said it really fast. I said it correctly. No, I fucked it up. No. Is it ambition, mate? Anyway, so that word, um, uh, uh, it's ambiguous at, at mm. best. And, and anyway, so he comes back from the office and he says, everything's fine. I go, good. Then this other guy follows him, his boss, and he says, um, you won't be coming to the country. Your visa's expired. So I went oh. through it again. And he said, no, no. He said, when it says 90 days, he goes, that starts at your first visit, whether you stay or not. I go, but it doesn't say that. It says no. multiple visits. Yeah. Anyway, so we argued just a little bit. And I said, could I speak to your supervisor? So he comes out with two guys with machine guns. <laughs> and they said, you, you know, you're not being deported. Yeah. You're just being refused entry. If you like, you can go now back to um, – and a big shout-out to, to Land Airlines. They were fantastic. They said, if you can pull this off, we'll fly you back to San Diego in Chile. You can go to the consulate there, get a visa – come back at our expense, we'll fly your business class, we'll put you in a hotel, yeah. whatever it takes, we're good. Uh-huh. Well, thank you very much. So they put me into a transit hotel in the airport. They actually have one in, in inside the thing so you don't clear customs, you can't leave the airport, yeah. but at least it was a bed. That's all right. And um, I couldn't sleep, of course, and uh, and my friends are waiting there to pick me up at the airport. My business, Arnold business partner's there, and um, I had meetings the next day in Sao Paulo. There's people flown in from four different states for these meetings, so I feel like I'm letting everyone down. <laughs> I'm devastated. So then I Googled it as I couldn't sleep um, to work out the possibility of an Australian getting an emergency visa yeah. in San Diego in Chile. It's the best case scenario. I read and read and read all night that anyone had was you've got to hand your passport in. They only do 15 a day. There's no express service. Minimum wait, best case scenario is 10 days. Oh, and mate. you hand your passport <laughs> in. So, I mean, you guys You're expect me to sit in a hotel for 10 days oh, in Chile yeah. hoping that this comes off, but it might take longer. So, yeah. I'm out of here. So, I went um, uh, to the airline and said, can you just get me on the next flight home? So, that, so I didn't even leave the airport in oh, San Diego. That's so brutal. Yeah, brutal. That's... So, long story short, I left here Tuesday morning at like <laughs> 8 and got back Thursday night at 11. So, but whatever it was, it was 63 hours. <laughs> <laughs> in, in planes, airports, transit, without leaving an airport or a plane, yeah, 63 fucking hours. Yeah. So, um, oh so you've been well, mate. <laughs> so that was, that was something oh. that uh, you wouldn't wish upon anyone. But, no. you know, my friend said, oh, you must be mad. How do you deal with it? And I'll tell you how you deal with it. You pretend it's happened to one of your mates because you just laugh like shit. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought, well, if it was one of my mates, I'd just, you know, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd call him Visa for the rest of his life. Oh, so God. I just had a laugh about it, watched some movies and, uh, you know, drank a bunch of wine on the plane on the way home. And yeah. So, yeah, you can't change it. You know, oh, sometimes. Exactly. Uh, what do you yeah. do? But, but that, was, that was the most brutal trip of the year. Yeah, yeah. And I was so looking forward to it because um, I love Brazil. But anyway, that was that. And uh, so oh, that was man. my year and uh, it came around so fast and you now we had mm. um, you know, five Arnold Classics in five continents last year plus all the other travel and expos and mm. stuff I did so that's all I've been doing since I saw you guys nothing yeah. major mm. and uh, on the gym front we've just um, opening our first licensed Doherty's gym in Perth oh really great yeah, man that's uh, opening in two weeks on the 3rd and 4th of February and uh, sweet 
Um, that means anyone can use their membership at any of our gyms and we've come up with now a licensing model so if you want to be a gym owner but this kind of gym has to be very specific and I've knocked back about 10 people mm-hmm. yep. because I don't want to water down the brand or change what it is we found yeah. some great partners in Perth and I think we've got the right guy in Sydney and then the next step from there will be to go global with it because wow. I think every city in the world needs a gym like this Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, everywhere I travel I try and find you know, that home away from home that kind of real gym for real people and a lot of big cities don't have one mm-hmm. so um, uh, from this we've had inquiries now from all around the world and I look forward to opening our first one in Los Angeles and, and maybe across the United States and into Europe and mm. Asia and who knows but this this is the next I guess um, dream phase that I'm going through so when you say um, people like tried to water it down or something so Partners came to you and they wanted to change what yeah. you think. So how do they want to change it though? Oh, do you think we should have group group fitness oh, or we need like to that. put child mining in all this stuff? And I go, no, no, that's nah. not what we do. Um, but there's all these other franchises and brands that, that, that love that shit. Yeah, yeah. Just go with, work with them, or or they'll come and think this is a great um, way to you know do tally marketing, sell so many memberships, and this whole philosophy of the fitness industry. Mm is to sign up more people than you can handle that won't train because you couldn't fit them all in yeah. and just hope to hell they don't come. Our model is to have members that use their membership every single day mm. and make it their home, mm. you know. And so I, when people, I think it's just driven by money, it's not going to work out because it might take two, three, four, five years for you to really make a wage. But what we have is, is a great lifestyle and being part of something great. So mm. then you just got to water, uh, I guess, weed out the people that, because I don't want to have a headache with anyone where I've got to then get nuts on them. So yeah, yeah. I prefer to just be very cautious and slow and to knock back a bunch of people to find the right people. Mm. And when you do, you click and you say, guys, this is what the brand is. And um, otherwise, why have you come to me? Because there's a bunch of franchises out there that will take a percentage of your money and they'll teach you how yeah. to sell to people that don't want memberships Hundreds and all that. So what we're selling is a lifestyle. And it's like if you want to buy yourself the ultimate lifestyle where you look forward to getting up and going to work every day yeah. and it keeps you awake at night and you think about it in the morning, then I've got something for you. But mm. if you uh, if you just think this is just about, you know, revenue and profit and loss sheets and statements, is sorry. It's yeah. not going to work out because it's not how I think. Yeah, and it uh, just doesn't really – yeah, you're right. You, you get a whole bunch of people signed up. Not that I've ever opened a gym before, but like a whole bunch of people signed up that always talk about – like them hating the fact they're going to the gym. It's like, it should be your fucking happy place. Mm. You know, it should be your hour of the day where it's like, I get to see all my mates, hang out, yeah, that's right. get a bit fitter, get a bit happier. Well, you know, one of the things we've talked and touched about you guys want to talk about was, you know, mental health, particularly for guys. Mm. And, and uh, I preach it all the time, but I think the thing that um, people ignore or don't recognize with fitness is what it does for you mentally. Mm. We all know what it does for you physically. Obviously, it keeps you fit and healthy and it's great for anti-aging and to mm-hmm. injury prevention, all those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. But um, for guys particularly, um, you need some time to yourself, you know, whether you play golf or ride a motorcycle mm. or, or, or walk in the park or swim, whatever. But for some people, it's lifting weights and mm. punching a bag and that sort of thing. And without it, you're kind of screwed because this is your release and this is how you cope with your family life or perhaps a job that you don't like or a boss that rides you too hard when you're working. Everyone's got something going on. It might be a breakdown in their life or a 
you know, mental break, there might be depression, there might be a number of things that exercise is the greatest cure. Mm. So I'm a big preacher for that to say that it's not just about, hey, look, obviously that's a great side side effect and benefit and everyone likes feeling good. And I think mm. if you're not feeling good about yourself and you lose a few pounds and you get a bit buff, you feel great about yourself mm. and then you get confidence. With confidence, you can do anything. But totally. beyond that, the coping the importance of having a coping mechanism somewhere where you just get like an hour a day to yourself just to clear your head and think. Mm. Um, I, I think the fitness industry has lost touch with the importance of that. Mm. So I just want to encourage anyone out there that's doing it hard perhaps, start with exercise. It mm. sounds corny coming from me, but really it's the answer. Yeah. Just make it habit and do something every day. And I don't care if, if you're obese, overweight, and so I can't go to the gym. Well, you can come later, but... Gyms are open for fat people. A lot of big people think, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym, everyone's fit. Mm. No, half of them are fat and that's why they come to the gym. Yeah, you've, just right. got, you've just got some issues with confidence. Yes. Mm. And yes. it doesn't mean that there's not going to be other people like you there. In fact, you'll, find you'll make lifetime friendships because somebody else mm. is on mm. the same journey or find a training partner or whatever. But if you're not ready to do that with your man, woman, um, older person, younger person, you're not feeling good about yourself, just start with a walk around the block. Mm. And then the next day or after two or three days, do one and a half blocks. So start with 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, and just build it up because it's got to be daily. It's got to be something that becomes a habit. And I think mm. we talked about it last time that, that habits are habit forming. Mm. Not good ones, not bad ones. Mm. So whether it's smoking or, or um, gambling or bloody, you know, mm. doing drugs mm. or doing something that's good for you, mm. your brain doesn't know the difference between a good habit and a bad habit. It just becomes habit. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So you've got, to, you've got to put those good things in place. It's okay. It has to be something I do every day. And statistics have shown when you do something every day for 50 to 60 days, you can't not do it. Mm. So it's, it's really, really simple. It's actual simple maths. Yeah, that's right. Get up and do something. And uh, it might sound crazy. Just try it. Just get up and do something every day. Walk around the block hit a ball, go to the gym, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm. Just do something for yourself every day. And for me, it's mornings mm-hmm. because then you set your mind up for the day ahead and you, you clear your mind and you get rid of all the... You've already won the day that way as yeah. well. Yeah, Because yeah. you know, the, the day catches up on you otherwise and by the afternoon, you've got no time and you miss all that shit you were supposed to... Well, either that or you, you, you say, well, I have to do it anyway. And then at night, you, you kind of hold back, I think, on the rest of your day, mm-hmm. trying to keep something in the tank to mm-hmm. go to the gym. Yeah. Whereas when you do it in the morning, that's all done. You can just kill it all day mm. long and then just pass out. So yeah. That's right. Yeah, for me, that's what works. I'll tell you what's another good point to the, the whole mental health thing and it, and it touches on your, um, your you know, hesitance to let anyone be a Doty's franchise or a licensee or however you say it. Um, I think the big thing is community as well because for me, like obviously the exercise that you get, confidence that you get, endorphins that you get from you know, working out and what have you are a huge benefit. But for me, it's a community thing as well. So here, like you say, I haven't ever trained at a Doty's gym, but the way that you speak of it, the way that it's set up, it's supposed to be a family, right? A community, a home away from home. And this is just, when I was having a shit run last year, about a year ago, I moved further away from my weightlifting club and it was now too far for me to put the time in to go there. This business was too, too I, was already, I was already nearly too far and I moved further away. So I'm like, right, I've got to find a new place to, to train. I had a bit of time off. I was working from home in, in this new house and I also didn't have a gym. And I didn't really, training wasn't at the top of my mind, but I was like, I need to fucking just go to the gym to hang out with people. You know what I mean? To be around people as a, as a second, second home, you know? And then, so I trained at PTC in South Melbourne, like the powerlifting, yep. powerlifting yep. gym. Yep. And it's great. It's my happy place. My mm. gyms have always been my happy place, you know? Um, Oakley Phoenix Weightlifting Club was my happy place. And then unfortunately, I, had to, I just couldn't keep training there. And then now PTC is my happy place. The mm. place that I know, like I, and I can tell the difference from when I go from the office, if I'm, 
just getting hammered and my mind's always on. I'm so stressed and I'm feeling like I'm just drowning in work or whatever. Mm. I'll walk into the gym and I'll literally go, oh, fuck, this is great. Mm. You know, I feel that relaxed, you know, mm. I feel happy. I'm around my mates. It's just lighthearted banter and mm. a bit of training or whatever. And, yeah. you know, that's as... That's, I think for me, that's as a bigger part of it as the actual exercise, I reckon. Yeah, no, I think so why. too. I think you're right. Yeah. And, and, so, and also you're finding like-minded people. Yeah. yeah. So if you go to a bar, you find people that drink. Yeah, <laughs> if you go to a casino, you find people that gamble. And mm. that's where your head's at, fine. But it's not going to help you with your Definitely. self-worth stuff. But if you go to a gym, you find people that are either fighting a battle, getting mm. fit, have been unfit, or, or, or mm. whatever. Everyone's got a shared journey. And mornings are a great time to hang shit on people. Yeah. <laughs> like as long as I've had gyms, mornings have always been one of those things where everybody's fair game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's and, true. And, yeah. And, and someone comes a little bit Bears slower, great, a little mate. bit sleeper, a, a little bit sleepier than everyone else. Or <laughs> if, if, for example, there's two or three guys or girls that train together, and one of them's running late. Yeah. Then it's not only their two friends that put shit on them; it's everybody. <laughs> and uh, you know, this is what we want to build his gym. Yeah, yeah, look, it's, yeah. it's a great um, uh, thing in the morning where you can throw a stretching mat at someone. I know we live in a world of political correctness and you can't throw dumbbells anymore, but yeah. but for the most part... throw dumbbells? <laughs> well, exactly the day you could just fight people, you know. Welcome to my world. House, you know, um, but, but seriously, um, you, can, you can hang a lot of shit in the morning and it's good for people. It, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 Chops them. Chops it, them into their day. It's cleansing. I believe, yeah, absolutely. It's good to just like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I try to not surround myself with people that like can't take a bit as well because yeah. like I give a lot of shit out, but I try to pride myself on being able to cop a lot as well, you know. And like yeah. I think it's just so important just for your ego. It's a, maybe it's an Australian thing, or but it's just mm. something where it's just like, oh, you know, we're all the same here. It's very you know, much we've Australian all got thing. strengths yeah, and weaknesses. Look, and, our gyms you know, have always been like um, Switzerland. Like you leave your bag at the door. It doesn't matter whether you're a magistrate or a crook or mm. somewhere in between or unemployed or a billionaire, and we've got all those people. Mm. And um, but no one knows because when mm. you're in your sweats and your cap, you got your headphones on or whatever, you just you know bill at the gym. You know, yeah. and a lot of people don't know each other's backgrounds, and it's it's an amazing thing. I guess it's like a little bit like going to the footy, mm. where you don't know if the bloke next to you is uh, also a supporter of your club. You don't know if he's a billionaire or yeah. broke or or know, a nut know job. Likes, pot. Like, likes, <laughs> likes yeah, screaming yelling at the footy or yeah. or whatever it is beer or whether he takes his chicken to, to the footy it doesn't matter the thing is he loves his sport chicken? and he experience well some people take their meals yeah when we're going it's not yeah. everyone eats pies chicken, chicken pies I'm thinking like bugaw, bugaw, bugaw. I'm like yeah. Yeah. No. see yeah. this is a perfect Leave example of home, Bill, Bill's no, in the morning ban- phase right now let's hang shit on they banned taking pets to the footy a while yeah, ago yeah, yeah. especially chickens mate when they let the pig go with Tony Lockett remember that the plugger and they put the number four on the back of the oinker yeah let it I think after that there was no chickens or, or wild, wildlife in general at the footy but um, wildlife my, my, this is my domesticated, yeah. domesticated animals my point being where are we going with that I don't know my, my, my point going yeah that's what it is is that you don't know if the person next to you is anybody or nobody it mm. doesn't matter because mm. you've, got to, you've got a shared interest mm. and, and I think gyms in general like that but particularly our gyms where um, it's a big thing for us to say look you don't bust people's balls and everybody's equal and, and the rest of it. And I don't care who you are, leave your shit at the door. Mm. And and we educate our staff, which is also, I guess, a huge point of difference, to understand people. Uh, when I say understand, is to be able to read people. So if someone comes in, there, particularly in the afternoon, someone's had a long day mm. or a shit day or whatever, and they walk in there, maybe angry, maybe anxious, maybe frustrated, maybe just boiling over. Don't take that. I say this stuff. Don't take that person. It's not about you. You don't mm. know what they've been through to get here. Mm. And surely, after half an hour or forty minutes, twenty minutes, whatever, you're going to be able to approach that person or see them on the way. They'll be a different person. 
But everybody's Definitely. been through something. And I think a lot of gyms, they have a script for their staff. And I've been to some pretty smarmy gyms when I travel. And, and you see the people coming in and it's like an upsell. Like there's franchise. I, won't, I don't need to say their names because I don't give a fuck. But mm. um, there's franchise out there uh, even here that when you go in to have a look around, they say, oh, let me get you a membership consultant. Mm. And then they want to get your credit card before you can have a look through. And it's just all so much about the sell mm. that they're not proud of their product. Mm. And we've got it the opposite philosophy. Someone comes in and goes, mate, before you even think about prices or credit card, any, let's take a look around and see if this is for you. Yeah, because yeah. if it's not, then you're not going to be happy here. Yeah. Or if you're looking for something that we don't offer, we can send you. For example, people come in here looking for group fitness. So look, we don't have it. We've got all this cardio equipment. We've got boxing, this mm. and that. But if you're really after step, whatever it's called, yeah. Um, then there's a place around Step the corner, chicken. whatever it is, and we draw them a map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we I don't know try and about. we don't try and talk them into something they want. Anyway, point being that when people come in, we try and educate the staff just to leave them the hell alone. Because mm. some people, that the last thing they want is someone saying, "Oh, you know, you look great," or "You've had a great day," or yeah. "Can I get you know an upgrade to personal training?" or "Have you tried this latest product?" or "This is." Just leave them the hell alone. They come mm. to the gym. They pay to come here sometimes just to be left alone and to do what we're talking about, just to get in their zone and mm. clear the head. So um, that's another difference with our brand is that we're not doing the upsell. We don't have this um, policy. In fact, we've never cold called anyone. We've never – if somebody comes in for a look around and it might be crazy, we don't take their phone number and then call them the next day to see if they've had well. time to make a decision. We're like, we've got a f- fucking awesome product. Mm. Either you like it or you don't. Yeah. And if you do – I'm sure you won't be able to leave. Yep. And if you don't, then it's not for you and we don't want you anyway. Yeah, that's right. And, I was and just going to say that. Yeah. We've never um, had to go down that path. And I think that's something people have to understand with our brand, that we're never going to have a script and we're never going to have just sales for the sake of sales because mm. it doesn't, doesn't work out for anyone. I think a- um, I just want to play devil's advocate for a sec because we were speaking about, um, you know, like I'm exactly like with Bill as well. Like I love, I love um, coming in and shit-talking, bantering like, you know, gyms are always places. It's kind of like school for me, where it's like no matter how shit I'm going through, I've always, I know that I've always got like my mates around, and it just hel- it just helps me a little bit. Um, What's but, it got to do with school? So, well, because like well, you know, when you go to school, year twelve, what you know, you always know that your mates are going to be there. <laughs> this is it's got a long-winded analogy I, there. But, I never yeah. made it to school. Oh, right, okay. I, I'm a, I was a dropout. Yeah, it didn't yeah work right. out for me, so I don't have those memories of. Yeah, yeah. No, it was all great, mate. Was remember, get, no, remember, want, year five, yeah. remember year five? Remember year five? You played. I went a bit further than that, but all I want to do is get out of there. Yeah, right. I had a great fucking. Yeah, You both look like you still look like uni students. I'm still in school. You probably go hang around. Mate, just because you don't have tattoos from fucking head to toe. <laughs> you probably go and hang out. Look, at, I'm on the way. Yeah, give, me, the way. give me a chance. You probably go and hang out at backpackers and tell <laughs> yeah. them you're well, uni we students. Do, mate. Well, we, we were there last night. Follow me on Instagram. No, but what I meant was, um, sorry. Why? Um, why? So why you? Uh, maybe against is like a strong word, but against um, like group fitness and stuff because. There's obviously a lot of good with it in terms of like building a community and getting people to train together and build mates and stuff as well. So why why don't you offer group fitness at Doherty's? Oh, because I just think it sucks. It's just not for me. uh, Mm. It's just not my world. And I think you've got to stick to your knitting and know what you're good at and do it. And I think if you try and play in that space, once you need a whole lot more area to put, you know, the step boxes. I, I'm not into it. Um, mm-hmm. To do to to put the boxes or the equipment they need for that, and the sound system, and the sprung floor, and the stage, and the headsets or spin bikes, whatever the hell it is. Um, to me, I'd prefer to put more weightlifting equipment or boxing equipment or treadmills in in that same space. Mm. And purely from a business point of view. As soon as I play in that space, then I'm competing with all the giants. 
and all the leisure centres and, and, and uh, like around here we've got a great setup around the corner with the pool and all that stuff called uh, Brunswick Baths I think mm, it, yeah. I think it's still called that yeah, um, yeah. but they, they're a YMCA sort of thing so they get government funding they get assistance to keep the doors open so mm. they might want to do a fit out and they can get millions of dollars in funding and then you've got your big ones you know, your virgins and fitness first and uh, who else is still in business because they go in out of business good life and all these kind of places yeah, yeah. and that's their space mm. and I can't compete equally with them because they've got enough in their budget to blow a private operator out of the water mm. if you want to play the same game mm-hmm. so strategically it'd be very stupid for us to go in and say okay you know we, we, we're going to open up next to a big chain gym or in the same suburb as a big chain gym mm. where they're doing $10 a week memberships and offering a lot we, we don't pretend to do that yep so we don't discount. We we have a very fair price, but we never go um, selling below cost and all this buy one, get one free. Or It's just bullshit. Yeah, We've never yeah, done yeah. it. And I think it just gives a, a huge point of difference where people now know with the Del gym, this is what you get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I see other gyms. Good. And I've seen a couple, of, a couple of gyms have opened up trying to kind of look like this. Um, Delty's gone. Huh? Delty's gone. <laughs> yeah. There's one just around the corner, mate. <laughs> and, and, and they've tried to do this. And then what they do, they become very reactive. And anyone going into business, you've got to know what your brand is and what it means. And by that, I mean a lot of people um, become reactive and someone will come and say, oh, you need to have child mining. So they go, well, those squat racks that you like, we're going to get rid of them. Sorry, but mm. this lady wanted child mining. So we're going to put this in and put walls and some yeah. padded floors and a slide and some toys. And, and, and that's the fashion of the month. Or they say someone else needs, we need spinning. My friend does spinning. It's great. Oh, shit. Okay, we'll move all that cardio equipment. We'll cut that in half. We'll build a room, mm. put spinning box in. You, you, and they're being reactive to what they think people yeah. want instead mm. of being true to, to themselves and what their brand is. Yeah. So this is what my brand is. And I think this is why it works because in every city, if we have a Dowdy's gym, people know you're going to get you're gonna get weights, you're going to get cardio equipment, you're going to get a coffee machine mm. and, and some punching bags. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's all we need. You, you, so you that's don't why conf- I don't do group fitness. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't thing. want to confuse people, do you? You don't want to you don't want to stick we a you don't want to stick a candy bar in the fruit bowl. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's that, but it, it's you can't please all of the people. Mm. That's what I mean in business. You make a mistake by being reactive. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you've got an Italian restaurant, someone comes in and says, "Oh, you should do paella, or you should do some Spanish stuff on the side," and you react to that, mm. then you're not at an Italian restaurant anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have know, you say, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do on the side Mexican food." So, what are you? And then you're going to get people who want that Italian experience. Going, to go, oh well, I don't really yeah, know what that. Right. Or, I don't know if it's Mexican or what it is. I'm, I'm going to go to a really Italian restaurant. So that's probably a, a good analogy of why I do what I do because mm. this is who we are. This is what we do. This is my world. This is what I understand. This is what I do very, very well, mm. and that people love us for. Mm. So we don't react, and we do get people coming. Say, oh, have you ever thought about this? I go, yeah, I think about everything. Yeah, you know. Um, right. But but my um, my decision is to to stick to what we do. I really like that. I'm, like, I'm only very early on in my um, business startup stuff, and you guys have been um, doing it for a lot longer than I have. But already, I've noticed there's a lot of people that go, "Oh, you, like exactly what you're just saying." They go, "Like, oh, you should do this," or "Have you thought about doing this and doing this?" And it's like, initially, because I'm just so used to the, so new to the whole thing, I was like, "Oh, fuck," you know, maybe I should be doing this, or maybe you know, I should be doing that. But then yeah. I kind of went down a few avenues, and I was like, "Oh, so I'm, I'm doing like the mental health sort of stuff, um, and I'm obsessed by it, and I love it." And um, I was kind of like, oh, I'll go to this avenue and go to this avenue. And I, as soon as, it was actually my girlfriend that said to me, just fucking do why you, why, like, why did you start this? And I was like, oh, well, because I just love the idea of speaking super intricately and honestly about personal experience. And she's like, well, why don't you just stick to that shit? And as soon as that came back, 
and I stopped all those avenues and then just wanted to go my, down my own direction, it just feels like in my gut so much better. And I just feel so much like so much more of a bond with what I'm doing. And it's just such an important thing. I mean, why would you start Doherty's gym apart from the fact that it's got Doherty's name on it and that you want to make a gym the way you would love to train at, you know? Mm. So it makes perfect sense. So how did it become this? And I said, because I always wanted to build something that, that I'd want to train at. Yeah. And that's how our brand started. Mm. This is, in fact, you guys are speaking really well now. I'm going to do a little... um. Filming while we do that. Yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. keep talking about that about Brandon. That's brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, pretty much just replay it. Like again, um, my my avenue and what I want to do with my mental health thing is open and honest communication in the mental health realm. And I feel like there's a lot of different things out there. But as soon as I began working down an avenue like that, it just didn't feel like me. And almost like fundamentally on a spiritual basis, it didn't feel the way that I would want to do this thing. And even if it makes no money or anything. It doesn't fucking matter because the my mate is Tom Ahern and I want the my mate to be Tom Ahern, you know, as much as it's for everyone else as well. I want the, the basic things of what really relieved my symptoms um, and just helped me become a better bloke um, to be the goal of what that's all about, you know? And I feel like that's exactly what Doty's represents as Jim. You know, we've been mates for three and a half years now. It's exactly what Adventure Fit... mates, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're acquaintances. But Adventure Fit, Adventure Fit, you know, there's Bill Kerr behind it because there's, there's this thing of like, you know, there's a lot of banter and stuff as well. It's it's travel the way you want to travel. Yes, no, that's right. Yeah. Hey, um, Tone, I want to go back to that um, habit stuff we mentioned earlier. And one thing that I've always been very... Um, very interested in that you do. So you travel so much. I also travel a lot. And I find it quite mm, quite difficult to really keep stuff moving forward when you're traveling. Right? So you've got a team behind you. I also have a team not probably as large as your team. So things don't go backwards. Things stay the same outside looking in. But nothing goes forwards for me. I find it really hard to keep moving things forward. And I'm in the stage where I'm still in the danger zone, so to speak. I'm three years in and we're not, we're not, we're not out of the danger zone. So... How do you, when you're doing all these travels, you're doing 10 trips last year, whatever, you still got to be the decision maker. How do you get work done when you're traveling so much? What are your routines? What do you have? It's like, how do you do it? Well, I guess the first thing is to say that it didn't come overnight. And there was years where I didn't travel at all, mm. where I worked seven days a week every single day and, and missed out on some amazing opportunities that, that I wanted to experience. But I knew that if I took that, then... I, um, not only would I stay still, I'd get hit. Mm-hmm. And my um, saying in business always, if you don't stay still, you don't get hit. Mm-hmm. And that's why even with this Doherty's gym, we've been open now in this building. It's our 20th. We're about to be 20, 20 years. 1998, we opened wow. mm. in this building. And uh, in I think it was over. So uh, anniversary is coming up. And um, I always said this sort of thing that this will never end. And people say, you must be happy. I go, I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. Mm. And I'll never be satisfied mm. because there's always upgrading equipment. There's putting more pictures up. There's creating a better atmosphere. There's there's always something that I can do to evolve. Mm. So in the early days, perhaps when I was at your stage with business, I just had to take it on chin. So I'd love to travel right now, but my business will not only stagnate, it may go backwards or I might get hit by Mm. someone who does it better. So I've just got to suck it up and say, okay, um, for now, it's a priority thing. So it's taken many years to get to the, you know, to the front of the plane and also to be able to travel regularly and to keep things moving forward. So I've set it up now where um, I'm, I'm... I'm working. I'm trying to work six months ahead all the time mm-hmm. with all the different projects I've got going on. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, sometimes when I travel, things do go forward because I get that little bit of solitude on a 
on a plane. Mm-hmm. People hate flying. I love it because it's the only time my phone doesn't ring. I yeah. don't have mm. Wi-Fi for the most part. So I'm not distracted, mm. you know, whether it's, um, you know, like at the moment, because the Arnold's only uh, like nine, eight weeks away today, um, that, that I've got messages coming through 24 hours a day on Messenger, Snapchat, yeah. WhatsApp, which is huge, particularly with the Americans now. Inter- in, in, yeah. uh, international people love WhatsApp. Pretty important um, messages coming through on Snapchat, mate? Or? <laughs> well, sometimes it might, it might <laughs> be someone making... Bill. It might be not so much on that, but it might be someone making contact to saying, yeah, I yeah, follow yeah. you here, how do I get in touch? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. interested in, in, in getting a... Sponsoring an event or becoming yeah, yeah, an athlete no. or, or whatever. No, the DM, so I probably don't the DM, get the, the DM the ones is powerful. I know, oh, I'm just joking. And then the DMs on. <laughs> I just want to know if I got dick pics through. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't get dick, any. I don't get dick pics. I probably don't put out that energy. <laughs> any guys out there that are thinking that <laughs> yeah. they look more hey, susceptible. Hey, point, point your finger that way. Hey, to gayness than, than me. <laughs> gayness. Is that a technical term? Well, we're not allowed to say certain things. Gay- so yeah. I just made He's got a slight, a slight touch of gay city to him. <laughs> we can't throw dumbbells have... around. We can't throw dicks around. Yeah. 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 I've seen before talking about his girlfriend. This might just be a throw yeah, off. That's right. My yeah. girlfriend's yeah. name is actually Steve. So. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's cool. Anyway, uh, uh, we're <laughs> no, you're just talking about um, uh, getting some solitude on planes yeah, so, and travel so, and stuff. So, uh, I don't have all those. I was saying all the different messages, and then of course Instagram, the DM on that. There's more all the time, mm. and um, particularly. When I do my stories every morning, it might touch, you know, because I try and do this. I don't know if you guys have been fine, but I've been yeah. um, doing like my little motivational stuff in the morning, telling people how to set their day up or how to stay on their diet or how to, to deal with bullying in their life or how to be their best. And I always come up with some shit just, just about every day. Yeah. And um, that's growing now. I think I'm getting over 3,000 views on each of those. And then I might get 20 or 30 a day, reach out. And sometimes it's a question, hey, I listened to your thing today, but I don't know which step to take here. And I answer everyone that I can. Mm, yep. And then um, and you might get someone to say, you know, which is for me the most rewarding thing. Hey, I was watching your story this morning. I was about to give up on myself. Mm. Or, you know what, life wasn't going too good. And now I've found your inspiration. Life's a lot better. I'm in a better place and I'm being a better person. Mm. And you always talk to people about just be a good human. You know, don't mm. judge. Don't put people down. You don't know what people have gone through. And the same analogy with the gym I mentioned earlier when people come in. You don't know what someone's going through. Mm. And it's the same in life. If someone's an asshole, okay, that might be a reason. It's not always personal. Mm. So I get um, people who, who tap into that and then they message me back and they say some really nice things. So it's not just business. So having Can I ask s- you a question? Can I ask yes. you a question? Um, and this is, this is, I think, obviously, man, Tommy, very- You can um, ask me anything. <laughs> early days, uh, very early days in, in what we're doing stuff. But with the podcast, with Adventure Fit Travel- do, do you keep those messages and stuff? Because what I've started to do, which is from um, one a mentor of mine, he told me what he does is he screenshots every piece of praise that, he, that he's ever gotten from anyone and he puts it in a folder. And I've started to do that and it's fucking awesome to be yeah. able to look back because wow. Tommy's in this folder, right? We've got an online folder. It's like just in our communication channel that we use. It's called Slack. We use Slack. It's a program. But we've got a channel called Praise Dump. So somebody messages any channel that we're on or if it's a handwritten thing, we'll take a photo of it. And we put in the praise dump and my whole team see that. And if it's Tommy, if it's a radio thing and it's like, oh, you and Tommy, the conversation you had really changed. So I'll tag Tommy, check this fucking shit out. And the mm. good thing is, like, that's there forever. Mm. Like, I can look back on that stuff yeah. in, in 20 years now. Well, to answer your question, no, I've never done that. Yeah. But I've learned something from you guys now. Yeah. Mm. That'll be 50 um, bucks, and, mate. And, <laughs> it's all about the money. Um, and a WhatsApp image. And, and, and well, the thing is, too, um, look, I don't delete anything, but um, my thing builds up so much because then I've got emails and I've got um, um, texts on top of that. So there's about mm-hmm. seven different ways to get in touch with mm-hmm. me. And yeah, I always yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of people say, well, you have to send me an email. Okay, if it's a contract or something with a person I'm flying and there's some some um, assets at stake, of course, I have to get it in, in something I can trace. But mm-hmm. for the most part, when I do my um, stuff like that, pardon me, you can contact me any way you like. Mm. And then I'll channel you the right way if it's not the right thing. Mm. And the reason I haven't done all that is I've thought about it a little bit, but I, didn't th- I thought about the if but not the how. And how it to me was in my photo album right now, there's 30, I think it's just hit 38,000 images. Yep. So if I go to look for an image for a story I'm doing or something, it's already overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And if I screenshot everything as well, oh, my God, it'll, it'll be – but t- to set up a folder, I know this is pretty basic well, stuff. Like a, we'll be, um, I don't actually know how to set up folders. So, so we use – basically but, what it is is we have a, um, a communication app called Slack, and it's great for communicating in teams because it's basically like Messenger and email had a baby and they created Slack. You don't yeah. have to email within your team. And then, for example... Right, so our team, so I've got WhatsApp groups for all yeah. my different companies. Each one's got their own WhatsApp group. Yep. And we can all message on that and everyone sees everything and so on. Yeah, pretty much. So we have like a... We have we have a channel inside of... We have all, all our personal chats and then we have Adventure Bit stuff. So Bali trip, Mexico trip, um, radio guests. Mm. And then we have one that's just called, um, called Praise Dump. And then we screenshot and just chuck it in there. And then the whole team see it and they're like, and it pumps everyone up that little bit. Yeah, but then you, you can know? delete it off your phone. You haven't got to have it's 10 million. It's not in the phone, yeah. It's just on the app. Yeah, and this is this is where I make a mistake. If I yeah, screenshot yeah. something, I'm going to go looking for it. So I'll take that on board or mm. start a folder of stuff. doesn't matter how, but the yeah. thing is that, to answer your question, I've never ever done that. Mm. I, I um, you know, forget sometimes or I'll find an old message. Oh, wow, that was nice. Yeah, it's just a nice feeling to especially, have those Especially things, when you, know? you get it to me from a random stranger who, yeah. someone you're probably never going to meet that follows you or really worships your words and mm. this and that, and you've changed their life or empowered yeah. them or whatever. Mm. I did a post last night about um, you know, giving someone a pat on the back might change their day, might change their life. Some people are just getting kicked all the time. Mm. And just this one random act of kindness. And even for me, people say, oh, I can't believe you got back to me because I guess I'm someone to them or yeah. in this different realm that I'm in now. And mm. people go, oh, wow, I can't believe this guy got back to me. But, well, I'd appreciate it. And it doesn't yeah. take mm. much... Just 100%. a text, even just a hi or a smiley face or... Yeah, well, a little love heart thing on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, that's great so too. Because it's just that can be taken the wrong way. That's got me into yeah, trouble yeah, before. Yeah, no, I'm just doing it to no, jigs, you know. And, and hot dude. <laughs> um, the latest one I do is just, like, if someone sends me something really awesome or some praise, I'm gonna, I'll just do three thumbs up. Because mm. one's kind of, okay, that's all I've got for Two's you. Two's a bit weird, Two's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Three, I found psychologically, three's quite a statement. So, like, yeah. dude, took time out to give me three yeah. thumbs up. He triple thumb me. And four's like, Jesus, do he can't do that with, it, with his. He can't do that in real life. Yeah, the right, only right, way to right. do this is virtual. So it's overwhelming all that stuff, and um, it's great to be able to use. And a lot of people um, they get um, a bit messed up. So everybody's always on their phone. They find a a negative side to it, and, and you can see that mm. people are doing stupid things, or they're on, you know, wasting their time mm. and following. In fact, I did a post this week about following shit people that are negative or just gossip all the time, or celebrities that really have nothing to offer for the sake of it. And I'm like, yep. okay, that, that, that's, that's thieving yourself of time. Mm, yeah. But if you follow some good people, mm. and I mentioned a few you know, inspirational people that I follow, not people who are just going to tell you every day that you're awesome, you can do anything. Because yeah. not everyone can do everything, not everyone's awesome. But some people who tell you you've got to work your ass off and people who tell you, listen, there's no easy way out. You're not going to win the lotto. Or you know, I did a thing also a couple of weeks ago about, about luck. There's no luck. If mm. you're buying a Tats Lotto ticket every week thinking oh, mate, everything's going to be okay when I win, the odds are so bad, <laughs> so, so, so bad um, that you're better off to insure yourself for millions mm. to get struck by lightning mm. because it's, it's, more, yeah. it's more likely than winning, winning the lotto. And mm. I could go on about that all day. Mm. Point being, um, people 
need the truth mm. and you need to follow people who can actually be firm with you and say, hey, don't get off track. You need to work. You mm. need to find out your purpose. We talked about it last time, I think, mm. which is the three things I always say that you need is passion, vision, and action. Mm. Um, uh, for people who might be a little bit lost, I always say, look, there's three things that you need mm. in life is passion, vision, and action. And, and if you're lost and you don't know what you really want to achieve or where you're heading, and uh, I always say, well, find something that's your passion, something you just love doing. And the reason that's important is because it'll keep you up at night, it'll wake you up in the morning with a genuine excitement mm-hmm. about what you do, and it never really work. Where you can have the highest paid job in the world, but maybe you hate it, and you Absolutely. hate your life, and that's not healthy, it's not good for your no. heart, soul, or anything else, let alone your mind. So that's the first part, passion. Next part, vision. To be able to say, okay, now I've got a vision of how I'm going to do this and how it'll work out. Without that vision, you might be delusional. Mm. Be like me saying, well, I've got a passion for motor vehicles, so I'm going to invent a new car. Really, I don't know anything about cars, and they've Mm. pretty much been invented. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, Elon Musk obviously bought out the first electric car, but beyond that, there's been nothing new or amazing Mm. in in decades. And I'm not going to break. Yep, true. Invisible cars. Sorry, time. <laughs> flying cars. Yeah, yeah. Flying cars. Yeah. There you go. Flying Dolly cars. Point being, that's not my realm. Dolly's car. I'm not going to be good at it. Yeah. And no matter how big I dream, I say people dream bigger, be realistic as well. Yeah, that's right. So you've got to find something you understand, that you get, or you can learn that, that you've got a passion about. But, but vision means you've got to have a kind of plan. Mm. I'm not big on these big five-year plans, but a plan of how this is going to unfold mm. and why you're going to be good at it. And just something to follow and a mantra every day to get to be able to get stuck into it, like you guys have done. Mm. And then action means, well, don't put it off till next year. Go, oh, yeah, but I'm just going to finish this course. And no, 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 work on it every single day. Like, mm. Even if you're not ready to launch, spend every single waking moment working on it. So if you've got a job, and I get people say, oh, I'd like to do this, but until I can give up my day job, I'm like, how many hours a day do you work? Mm. Eight. Okay, so there's 16 hours yeah, a day. Right. You sleep for six what do you do for the other 10 hours? Oh, well, I need time to myself. I've got to relax. I go, well, if you work out an hour a day and you spend an hour or two a day eating, you've still got kind of six hours. What are you doing? Watching mm. TV, playing on the internet, following imbeciles mm. and all this kind of thing. And when you really break it down, everyone's got time. Mm. Everyone's got time to work out. Everyone's got time to do this. But if you've got like something's really eating away at your mind and you want to do it, you can have a full-time job. Mm. I mean, when you talk to the great people and the mentors and the people I've seen successful – They've always had two jobs or yeah. they've gone to college at night or they've mm-hmm. studied day and night or they've studied a third language or whatever it's taken for them to succeed, they've done it, they've found a way. Mm. So you can't just come up with the excuse. You've got to have an action plan. Definitely. So passion, vision, action. They're the three things you need. I think the passion thing and then when – so you talk so about important. action there. Yeah, you're talking about action so there. Important. I think without the first step, the third step is going to be near on impossible. Not, not impossible but if you're – 40 hours a week doing whatever you do, to do that extra four or five, six hours a night, you need to have that passion. Yep. You need to have something that you're going to be mm. excited to, to fucking slave away oh, at yeah. to make happen because... But it's not even slaving away. Yeah, dude, it's, yeah. it's impossible without it. It's living yeah, life. That's right. For example, I'm doing this Arnold Sports Festival at the moment. I've got, obviously, the six gyms, a new one opening. I've got some personal stuff I'm doing as in business-wise, some mm. new companies I'm setting up with my speaking and writing and this sort of stuff. And, and of course, the Arnold Sports Festival, it's, it's over $2 million this year to put on. It comes from one person. And, and I never complain or talk about a carry-on. But lately, I've been working 18 hours a day. So I wake up between 5 and 6, have a shower, go walk in the morning, do my little workout. But I'm even working while I'm doing that sometimes, mm. answering stuff that comes mm-hmm. through overnight. Um, and then I'll finish at about 6 or 7 o'clock, go home, um, have something to eat, cook my food for the next day, maybe chill for an hour. Then I'm back doing emails mm. until 
12 or 1 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Then I repeat. And for example, this morning, my last message was just after 1, and my first phone call was 5.15. Mm -hmm. And it was someone calling from America about a contract. They didn't realize the time difference. Then my publicist rang about us getting perhaps the Prime Minister to the event and meeting with a big worldwide global sponsor. All this stuff's happening without the detail. And uh, so that was three and a half, four hours sleep. And I'll be tired today, but I'll I'll live and I'll survive. And then tonight I'll try and get my five or six hours again. Mm -hmm. And I'll work on weekends and I'll work seven days a week. And before the event, I always try to work. I've got this thing, you have to work 100 days straight before an event. Not seven days, oh, poor me, I've worked the last two Mm. weekends. Come on, that's normal. If you talk to any (laughs) successful person, all they do is work. But it doesn't, but like, I mean, um, even the word work like is socially defined as like this negative thing mm. but like if, if you if you're frothing doing what you're doing it's not work man it's fucking living yeah, like sure. should be a, it should be an in-between yeah. word it's, between, it's, it's between not, leisure and, and work it I'm should be something excited. well the world's changed because you can be doing both and I'll be out for dinner I'll be with friends or whatever and I say oh, you're always on your phone I go mm. yeah because I don't stop working but yeah. I'm enjoying your company well, I, I can actually mm. multitask I'm listening to your story about when we were younger or this amazing thing that you're doing yeah but at the same time, I just got a contract come through or someone yeah. that needs an answer now. Why mm. would I make them wait till tomorrow? It takes 10 seconds. Mm. Mm. And, uh, you know, my business partner, who's the president of the Arnold Worldwide, Bob Lorimer, he does 90% of his stuff on the phone. Mm. So when you said before right. about how do you go forward when you're traveling, mm-hmm. this yeah, yeah. This is the greatest thing ever invented for business because I've got a, a hard drive, a computer. Mm. I've got access to everything in the world. I've got all my banking. I've got all my online stuff. I've got every single thing I could possibly need mm. right here. Mm. And that means I can be talking to my staff, I can do WhatsApp, I can do FaceTime anywhere in the world mm. and I can keep things moving. So I think mm. you've got to utilise that more. And, and um, I'm a little bit like, I don't know, Rain Man, but I can tell you almost any time zone where it is anywhere in the world right now mm. because it's keyed in that I know mm. when people awake and when they're asleep. And I'm working at the moment with Europeans, with Americans, with Asians, with South Americans um, on several different projects. Mm. So I know what time it is right now in Germany. I know what time it is right now in Brazil. I know what time, time it is. It's, <laughs> um, what is it here? Come on, three, two, what, one. No, what, 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 time, what time is it here? Eleven. Eleven. Then it's one a.m. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, Yesterday, Brazil. Brazil is. Um, if it's eleven here, it's um, it's um, it's ten. 10 p.m. last night. Last night. We've, yeah. we've got no way to confirm this, but we'll, <laughs> no, we'll take we'll it for it. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely believe um, it. All right, so, you know, this is this is also the best thing invented and people don't use it. Oh, I didn't know Siri? what time it was where you... No. Oh, I've got... Oh, your, yeah, no shit. clock on your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I've got about a thousand. There you go, Rio, 9.55. Oh, he's oh, done well. <laughs> he just wanted to prove it, didn't yeah, he? That's he right. Wanted, oh, you guys noticed oh, this? Oh, Munich. He's done Munich as well. Hey, mate, I didn't say Munich. I said Germany. Ah, well. Time zones in Germany, bro. Sorry, 9.56. No, that's good. Oh, that's very good. Hey, um, That's great. Tony, I want to, um, because we didn't talk about this last time you were on the show, and it's pretty interesting to me. So, you went from obviously um, gym owner, owning multiple gyms, and now um, obviously you're the promoter of the Arnold. So, I'm not actually sure how the Arnold started and how you got involved, and, and, and how yeah. did you, because you've gone from, you know, an entrepreneur who, you know, has his, you know, his hat and a few rings. So now you're you're all over the place, and like, where did that happen, and how did it happen? Well, I've always been all over the place. Let's qualify, <laughs> no, and I am. You know, I, I talk to some people sometimes, or people that come into my company and go, "God, this guy's like bipolar. He's everywhere. He's doing ten things at once." That's how. That's I guess my genius or my um, the thing that holds me back. I don't know, but yep. 
Um, how the Arnold came about was that I've always been a promoter. Yep. Promoting bodybuilding and fitness shows since I was, uh, I guess, 24 or something. So th- nearly 30 years. Um, and then I went to the first Arnold Classic. It was just called the Arnold Classic before, before I came to the sports festival in like 1991 or something. And uh, it was two or three years old. It was a big bodybuilding show with a few booths and a couple of little sports, but I could see where it was going. And I went back maybe 10 times over the years. But I remember back then I thought, one day I'm going to bring this to Australia, something like this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So then I started um, the Australian Pro Bodybuilding in 2001. And right then I had a vision, this is one day going to become a big expo and maybe one day an Arnold class. This is before Arnold ever said he was going to go global. But yep. I thought if ever he does, I want to be the guy. Mm. Yep. And I always had this dream that... that um, that, that one day would be his business partner. From when I was a kid, I, it, like I just knew that I was going to get to know this guy who was my idol, but I thought, I'm not just going to stop at that. And, nah. you know, I wanted to have a picture with him, and then I had the picture, of course, back in 91. And then I thought, gee, it'd be good to know one day that if he just knew who I was or called me by my name. Mm. Or just, you know, they'd go, that's Big Tony or whatever. Mm. And, then, and then that, have, of course, happened. And then to be business partner, I thought, it'd be good to smoke a cigar with him or have a drink with him, whatever. And we've done that now in every single continent and become friends and, and, and beyond anything I could explain. Mm. So go back a step. So when I did the Australian Pro Bodybuilding, everyone said it would fail. And I always talk about this, that all your best ideas, people are going to say they fail. And then, of course, when I put this story online, people go, oh, they're all haters. No, they're not. Just stop with this hater shit. They're generally concerned for you because they don't want you to lose your your money or break your heart or do your balls. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, but because of conservative thinking. Um, mm. Like my account, they always says, don't go buy that gym because it's going to be very hard. And I go, well, thanks for your advice. And I've looked over the numbers. This is how I'm going to make it work. You take care of the score yeah. and I'll make the runs. And uh, so we do that kind of thing. And uh, back then everyone said, no one can run a bodybuilding show outside of the US. And it's now the third longest running show in the world in its 17th year. We outlasted everyone. Wow. Um, and then I thought, when, when the time's right, I'll turn this into an expo. So in 2000. So it was 2011, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, 2000, 2011, I started the first FitX, which was uh, a thing I invented, which was FitX Fitness mm-hmm. Expo, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that became a little bit of a, like an Arnold light. Mm-hmm. And that year, um, Arnold had started, he'd finished uh, being governor in 2011. He said, I'm going to take the Arnold Classic now to every continent. So first he did Spain uh, in Madrid. And then he said, the next continent we're going to conquer is, is Brazil. But mm. Spain was a startup show which is always difficult. So he learned a lot from that. He said, when we go to Brazil, let's find the most successful expo that we can partner with and join forces with someone, double the thing with the Arnold name. Mm-hmm. And he did that. It was, it was an instant success. Mm. And when he was down there, he said, okay, he was making a big speech and someone emailed it to me or you know, texted me the YouTube, whatever, Facebook, I can't remember what it was. And um, said, oh, Arnold said, his next one's Australia. I said, yeah, I've been waiting for this moment. So he said, uh, the next thing we're going to do is Australia. And I said to myself, okay, I've built this FedEx Expo. I want to make it so amazing that I'm his only choice, that he doesn't go to any opposition expo. And he'd know who I am through the sport. And I knew mm, that, mm. you know, my, um, my big boss in America, Jim Mannion, had already said, when you go to Australia, you need to work with Tony. And the Lorimers had showed some interest. And I'd put all those pieces of the puzzle together, but yeah. I had to make it a no-brainer for Arnold. And people say, oh, you got lucky. I didn't get lucky. I, I stalked it. I, I fucking studied it and I stalked it and I worked my ass off to put myself in a winning position mm. so that when my opportunity came, not only um, was I the one 
um, wanting to do it, but the one able to do it. You're the only choice, mate. The only choice, mm. but also to be to be able to prove that I was capable of taking this on because it's his name, his brand, and I was a nobody. It was like a one guy, mm. you know, against there was other expos here that had hundreds of thousands of dollars behind them, which I didn't. Mm. So I thought I've got to work out what makes me just untouchable. Mm. So I did that. So I built my my brand and my persona and all the work I was doing overseas into being ready for that moment. Mm. So when I got the call, of course, um, I had to go over to Columbus, Ohio to meet with it. Well, first I went to Vegas to meet the the preliminary meetings. I went to Columbus, Ohio to the next Arnold to meet the team and then I had to get up in front of Arnold and make a speech, which I didn't know him at this stage. was the most nerve-wracking thing in, in the world because <laughs> he, he's your <laughs> idol. Yeah, and, that's and, right. Um, you know, I've emceed over 100 shows. I've interviewed everybody except him at that stage. Um, I, I talk for a living. I do these relentless momentum seminars. I can, I can talk in front of mm. big crowds, small crowds, whatever. Yeah. And this was just one table from each continent that had to be there <laughs> to explain why they should be the Arnold partner. And mm. I didn't know I had to make a speech. So I, I had a new suit and everything on, but I wasn't at all prepared. No shit. And Jim Lorimer said, we're going to ask each of the partners from each continent to get up you know, and, and, and tell this story. Oh, God. <laughs> so my heart's beating out of my chest. I thought, you know, and, then, uh, and, and it was, I'll tell you, We'll, finish, we'll do this one. It's a funny story. So all the tables from different continents had a, a, a table of 10. So there was uh, um, Africa, there was South America, there was Europe. At that stage, there was Asia. It was a Chinese team we're looking at it, and Australia. And then there was the Arnold Columbus team. So there was like these six tables set up in this, you know, like a banquet kind of room in this hotel. It was the um, Hilton in, um, in Columbus, Ohio. Anyway... Mm. So we go in and everybody goes to the tables to take their seats and I'm the only one. I'm on my own. So all the others have got a t- party of 10 and here's this table with Australia written yeah. on it and 10 knives and knife sets and plates and yeah. wine glasses and all this. So I've set on my own. Yeah. So Are you wearing Arnold, a nice suit though, mate? Yeah, right. But then Arnold yeah. walks in the room and of course he's got such a presence. He walks in, he sees me sitting, he goes, what are you doing now on your own? Come and join us at our table. So I went and sat with him at his table. Uh, and then Jim Lorimer gets up and says, everyone's going to make a speech. So yeah, I'm sitting next to Arnold, next to us to make this speech. So anyway. Member for I Germany? I won't tell the speech this time. I'll keep it for another time because I'll be here forever. Mm. But I got up and made a, um, it, was a, it was a great speech and I talked about how, you know, when I was a kid, I saw him on TV and, and it changed my life. And I just wanted to be like him, not because of his muscles, but because of his charisma, mm, his personality, right. and his fitness crusade, and what he was doing for the world. And I thought I want to be like this guy. And I remember telling my folks, and it you know, broke their heart because they had this dream for me to go to uni and to be this qualified guy. I go, no, I'm going to drop out of school. And I, I said, this when I was 14, I'm going to be a gym owner, a bodybuilder, and a promoter. Mm. And I was as clear. And I was very fortunate that I had very clear vision mm. for when I was very young. I never 100%. wanted to be normal. I was just waiting for someone to show me a path that I never bought what they were selling. Mm. Yep. You know, and to digress, you know, we had careers teachers would come into the school and they'd sit you down and say, well, look, we've got uh, openings in banks or you can be an accountant or a school teacher. You come mm. back, you can even work here. I'm like, kill me. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Kill me, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I dropped out of school, I did all this crazy shit. I worked on prawn trawlers and merchant ships and I did all kinds of security and bodyguard and protection. All, it was I went mad for a few years, but mm. knowing that I'd always work for myself. Mm. So um, this has been my life. So anyway, mm. I told this speech um, to Arnold and Jim and all these teams about how I'd come to be there. And, and I said, look, I, I can't make any promises apart from this. I promise I'm going to work 365 days straight. Mm. I'll leave no stone unturned and I'll do everything I can to make this the most amazing startup event you've ever seen. 
And everyone clapped and cheered and understood it was fantastic. Yeah. And, um, we kind of <laughs> clicked. It's a voodoo impersonation. Uh, that, yeah. I reckon he's in the room right now, actually. <laughs> everyone could do an Arnold impersonation. Yeah. Um, so uh, w- that was sort of when we clicked. And from that moment, we've been, um, you know, very, very close. And mm. he's, he's taken me in. He's mentored me through good and bad times, through my, you know, business successes and failures, through my marriage breakdown, all this sort of thing. He's been there for me mm. like a true mentor and friend. And I... I um, it's surreal sometimes. Mm. And, you know, my mates or people are doing the interviews say, well, do you pinch yourself sometimes? I go, yeah. Yeah. Like I've been at a movie premiere in Shanghai with him, smoking a cigar in some plush hotel, getting weighted on hand and foot with all these A-list yeah. people around. Yeah. And he's the greatest person you could ever meet. And, and I hoped that he would be, but he's everything you would want your idol to be. Mm. He's polite. He's curious. He's, he's amazingly respectful to everyone from waiters to, you know, I've seen him sit in the front of an Uber and ask the driver where he's from because he really is interested in this yeah. mm. story. Anyway, so that's how I became um, the Arnold partner. And, but then I had the pressure to perform. Mm. And okay, well, we've chosen you because one, you know how to run an expo. Two, you can pull the money together somehow, even though you've got none. And three, you, you know how to bring sports and competitors and, and people into it. And, uh, and, and every year, then I have to perform again. And I'm under this incredible pressure because um, what he's done in Columbus, Ohio, here and everywhere else in the world, is, it's a handshake deal. Mm. Like you keep delivering, you're the guy. Mm. So um, that's how it came about. Mm, so um, wow. it wasn't an accident, but it's been it's been huge and mm. hard work. But we're starting to have a few wins because you know um, initially we couldn't get any government support or recognition. We couldn't even get meetings with him, and they didn't take us seriously. And what's happening now? It's getting very close to being listed as one of Victoria's major events. Mm. If you go to the Visit Victoria website just now for the first time. We're, we're listed as, as one really? of the major events here. Awesome. Mm. And I sent that those links to Arnold because he told me to stick at it when I was getting angry and crazy and said, mm-hmm. you know, these people, they won't give me money, they don't respect me, or they Google my shit and think I've got a bad past or mm. anyone can do that. Mm. And he goes, it's okay. Just got to outlast them and governments change mm-hmm. and things happen. And he said, why don't we just build this into being so awesome that they can't ignore us? Mm. So it took, it always gives me good advice. Guy's so smart and so mm. wise, you know. Mm. So I took that advice and we had a breakthrough this, this year. And also... In partnering with the Royal Children's Hospital, we found out that one of their um, partners is called, uh, well, their greatest benefactor is called Run for the Kids, and it's Melbourne's biggest fun run, and it's on, in fact, the same weekend as the Arnold Sports Festival this year, on the Sunday. So I said, I've got to get in front of these people, because we found out they've got 30,000 participants. Now, in the Arnold Sports Festival now, we've got 40 sports, and we've got 10,000 participants. Mm. Biggest one in the world is Columbus, Ohio, with about 22,000 participants across 70 different activations. Mm-hmm. I thought if we could go to the run for the kids and say, could you now be a part of the Arnold Sports Festival? It's still your event. You're raising money for charity, whatever, but you're now under our umbrella as part of the Arnold Sports Festival. Then we'll bring him to start the race and fire the pistol and meet the kids and do a media call and all that sort of thing. So, of course, they were very impressed and they jumped at it. Mm. And uh, if you go to their website now, you see Run for the Kids as a part of the Arnold Sports Festival. If you go to the Arnold Sports Festival and visit Victoria, you'll see that we're all in together. Mm. So this has been a major breakthrough. But what that means in real terms is when we have our 10,000 participants and their 30,000 participants, we've got 40,000 people in some way participating mm. in, the Arnold, Sports, in mm. the Arnold Sports Festival this, this year, which is, you know, that's... Just think about it. The Olympic Games has 10,000. Yeah. Now, we're not all Olympic athletes. In fact, Arnold describes us as the Olympic Games for the non-Olympians, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. because um, we're open for everyone. We have world championships with strongman and weightlifting, powerlifting, and, of course, bodybuilding. All of our mm. sports are the world championships. 
bigger professional money than anywhere in the world. But we also have all sorts of things from from um, uh, dance sports. We've got like two thousand people coming competing in dance competitions. But they're also to- not the people you want to reach out and, and and inspire, though, are they? You want to get the people. You want people to see the Arnold Classic, and you want people to go out and. Get fit. Try something for the first time. Go out and use well, everybody. Yeah, that's, that's why we got away from Arnold Classic and became Arnold Sports Festival yeah. because it's a celebration of sport. Now we've got the kids um, part of the expo where kids can come and try. In fact, we've got about 15 different kids sports where they can come and try, you know, futsal mm. and, 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 and uh, gymnastics and circus juggling and all these different things where they can kick a ball or pick up a bat for the first time. We can fight obesity. Yeah, yeah. We've been in, now able to get in front of the government and get in front of key decision makers and say, look, we're fighting childhood obesity. We're promoting Arnold's fitness crusade. Mm. We want to get people off the couch and off the PlayStations and off mm. the, the damn phones, which mm. you just see kids are like this all the time. Mm. And we want to change their life and give them an opportunity, whether they come from an underprivileged background where the, the parents are not educated in the benefits of health and fitness, good nutrition, mm. or whether they just haven't tried stuff out because they're obsessed with this mm. or they're studying too hard and they forget about the importance of this. Anyway... All these things have changed so dramatically and quickly. And people say, oh, it must be easy now to do the Arnold Sports Fest because you've done it before. I go, mm. no, because I keep raising the bar and changing it. It's so every, <laughs> every year gets um, more challenging yeah. because you've got now more hotels to manage, more athletes, more people, more more moving parts than ever before. Mm. And um, of course, and sponsorship's always hard to get. So mm. you're fighting that all the time. Mm. I think it is really, really important to, again, like to, to not... Um, really go over the top about that whole thing about we spoke about with passion and everything but yeah I mean you just wouldn't be doing this all of this stuff if you didn't love it so much you know and, and no that, no to kill you yeah and, and all that stuff about um, you know it's a very cliche word to say oh it's always a journey and stuff but um, the, going to the gym every day is a perfect analogy for it because it's like if you don't love it you won't do it every day you know mm. and it's I mean when people say oh how do you get happiness what makes you happy and all this sort of stuff it's like it's doing what you've been doing every day, you know? And it's like, what I, just to use a personal anecdote for a second, when I, I used to be obsessed about making AFL and um, it was always, and I've spoken about this a few times on the show, but it was always um, what I perceived AFL would bring me that I thought would make me happy was actually just very much pleasure derived, you know? I thought once I'm an AFL player, then it would be girls, money, fame, it'd be fucking great, you know? But um, doing, doing this show, for example, has like, I mean, we started from like, next to know, you know, people, you know, but now we get to speak to people like you and get incredibly inspired. I mean, that's fucking great. And you said before, um, think about 40,000 people. You even think about 100 people. Mm. Let's just say 100 people follow you on mm. Instagram and mm. you line them all up in a row. Yeah, I think right. you told me that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Line them all room. up in a row. Yeah, exactly. Put 100 people in a room and see it's the people, a shit ton that, of the people. people that, that listen to the things that yeah. you say and yeah. people that follow you and are inspired by you. And, you know, a hundred people in a room, you go it's like, God, I've helped a hundred fucking people. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking people, you mm. know? And then with the internet, that is one good thing with the phones and with social media mm. and so on and so forth is like people that are good and are inspiring and are praising the right things, they're getting out to, to, mm. to tons of people. The problem is obviously, like we say, like the people that are spouting useless shit and yeah. just, and, and so on yeah, and so forth. Yeah, but you get a choice as to whether you want to listen or, or watch that stuff. That's right. My message to people is don't waste all your time doing that. If you get a bit mm. of a thrill out of following the Kardashians or something, nothing against them. They've built mm. a, an amazing brand out of nothing. But that's not going to change your life. Yeah, yeah. And I think you touched on it before, and I've got to move pretty quick, but um, – I always do this thing when I do my Relentless Momentum seminars. If so, people think they're going to be happy when. Like when, when you're mm. listed with an AFL club, you're going to be happy. Mm. 
or when you've got the house on the hill or when you've got the girlfriend or when you've got the Mercedes Benz or when you've paid off. I know people who work their ass off. They never go on holidays. They save all their money because they say, when I pay my house off, I'll be happy. Now, when you pay your house off, you'll be old <laughs> and miserable and you've missed that opportunity. Mm. And, and people competing, you know, because of the bodybuilding and fitness and bikini shows are such a self-indulgent kind of thing. And they think, I want to do this show, I'll be happy. I'm mm. like, no, 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 no. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy mm. the diet. Enjoy the people you meet. Enjoy the discipline you learn. Enjoy the the fact that you can get up in the morning and do an hour's cardio five, seven days a week. Mm. Enjoy the process. Mm. Otherwise, it's going to be so empty when it's over. But if you enjoy everything you do and the process to get there, it's tough thing. So I, I love the Arnold Sports Festival. Mm. When I'm in that moment, like leading up to it, I wish I had more time. I dread it. I get anxiety. The last week, it does my head in. I, think, I, I wish I wasn't in this spot because it's just so hard to make it happen. Mm. But at some point, you go, I don't want – when it starts, about the start of the second day, you go, I don't want this to end. Mm. This is, a, this is my happy place now. I'm, every, all the pieces of the puzzle have come together. But, of course, if you didn't enjoy what I'm going through now, working the 18-hour days and, and affecting people all over the world and giving people opportunities, but there's a million things I could say, mm. then you're not going to enjoy that, that glory at the end. Yeah. So you've got to find something you love doing and then enjoy the process, whether that's AFL football doing a competition, starting a, a podcast where you reach people. You've got to enjoy the hard times. People go, oh, yeah, I'll be happy you know, when I'm making money. No, you won't. Mm. There's more, and I say this in my seminars again, there's more wealthy people in therapy than there is poor people, and it's not because they can afford it. Mm. It's because they thought they'd be happy when. Mm. 100%. And they didn't enjoy their career. They didn't enjoy the industry, and they didn't enjoy the fruits when they finally came. They're mm. driving around in whatever, thinking, oh, this will make me happy. And all of a sudden, oh, I'm still miserable. Mm. With a nice car, I've got a $100,000 watch, but yeah. I'm still miserable. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a real need to distinguish between um, – pleasure and happiness you know and, and happiness is something that for me personally brings about a, a pure sense of fulfillment and like achievement and like oh fuck i just had this really inspiring chat with um tony i can call a mate of mine now you know or like or i did this with the podcast we just went to iceland like amazing things you know or it's like i'll be happy when i get a car it's like well this temporarily brings about a huge sense of pleasure and probably gets all the hormones releasing but again at the very end of it i'm right back down to where i was and i need to keep yeah, I mean, that's how addiction brings about, you know, like mm. porn and masturbating gives you like, you know, pleasure things and, and you know, like sugary foods. Drugs, and heroin, drugs, all the same, all that same, stuff. same momentary. Yeah, gives you a temporary. Did you, did you notice he went straight to masturbation? Yeah, 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 I, know. Yeah. I thought he was going to say porn, drugs, whatever, but yeah. porn, masturbating, masturbating just, and no, masturbating just gives me happiness. <laughs> this is why I was wondering before why you and I are on the camera and he's not. I'm going to mute him. He's not even in the show. Because one, he's inappropriate. Two, he's just wore his underwear here today. And now he wants to talk about his masturbation problem. Now, in depth. Yeah, now, that's, let's get into that topic, guys. <laughs> you know, you're not jacking up with two hands. Yeah. <laughs> look, it's, yeah, you it's know, definitely a problem. Here, and it's, you know, he looks like one. But yeah, um, that's right. the point is, some people are chronic with that. But if it brings them pleasure, that's fine. Mm. But yeah, as you said, afterwards, maybe things are a little bit empty. Yeah. Um, pardon well, the pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've summed up, though. You, you've got to enjoy the process. Yeah. All shit aside, you've got to learn to enjoy everything you do, even the hard times. Even people go through all sorts. Of, we've all been through something. I was saying that to someone. I said, mm. someone was, it, was, it was one of the uh, bodybuilders doing the show told me how hard he was doing it. I said, every single person's doing it hard. You don't know what anyone's going through. Mm. Everyone's trying to buy a house or they've got problems with their relationship or they don't have the money in the bank they thought they'd have. It doesn't matter. If mm. you're not enjoying the process, this is not for you. Mm. 
And, and everyone's going through something. And whether you're poor or whether you're wealthy, you're going through something. Mm. That's what makes us human. You know, it's tough mm. out there. So um, I'm going to finish off because I've got to um, mm. get somewhere. But I um, just want to remind people that, that there's enough out there for everyone that it takes nothing to be kind and to give someone a pat on the back or a bit of encouragement. It might be someone who thinks doing, doing it tough, someone who's not doing it tough. You just don't know. Mm. And I'm not saying give all your time to time thieves, but give everyone an opportunity. In fact, I put a post up on my Instagram, which is Tony Doherty Oz OZ, last night about, um, was comparing me sitting here like this, all tattooed and in, in, in an immaculate suit at a press conference and saying, this is the same person. But if I rock up to this meeting looking like this, I'm going to be treated different. Mm. And you should learn not to judge people on how they look or their appearance or their past. Mm. It's, a, it's a good rant. And mm. it had like mm. 2,000 mm. um, likes already and hundreds of uh, thousands of views and so many comments of people saying, oh, you know, thanks, I needed to hear that because I was starting to doubt myself. So my thing mm. is don't, don't judge anyone on their appearance. And most of all, if somebody says to you, oh, you know, Bill's no good or Tom's no good. Just ignore that and work it out for yourself. Give mm. everybody an opportunity. And if they're no good, they're no good. You, I'm not saying you associate with people yeah. that are negative or no good for you, mm. but I think if you give everyone a chance, just have a little bit of an open door policy, then you attract some great people into your life. Mm. And if you've got that shit attitude and you don't give anyone the time of day, you might miss a great opportunity of a great friendship or great business mm. relationship or just being able to, or being able to help yeah. someone. Yeah. So be yeah. a good human. This is the most important thing. We're all in this together. Mm. We talk, you know, I want to do more on the mental health stuff with you. We touched on it mm. basically, but it takes nothing to be a good human. Mm. And people won't remember what you said. They'll, make you, they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm. So just, just, just try it out. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's something in that. And I think no matter how successful you are, be humble be real and, and, and always give people an opportunity to speak. Mm. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> All right, that's a great way to finish it off. Tony, where can people find you? Anything you want to plug before you're, uh, oh, before look, you're off? Just easy ones. My Instagram, Tony Doherty Oz, or you can follow the Arnold Sportsfish, which is Arnold Sports AU on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. We're Arnold Sports Festival Australia, Doherty's Gym, all the social media. I'm pretty easy to find, guys. Um, um, whatever you know mm. um, just probably easiest way social media just hit me up yep. and um, and follow these guys if you're not already I'm going to repost this on my channels and uh, keep up the good work guys I think you're doing good things thank yeah, you thanks, thanks mate thanks. thanks again for coming Done. on the show yeah bam and that's a wrap alright guys if you enjoyed that show please go ahead and subscribe if you're already a subscriber please leave us a rating and review that uh, really helps guys helps us climb the iTunes charts and helps us uh, just get better and and uh, keep this thing going into the future. Also, if you want any show notes, head to uh, adventurewithtravel.com forward slash radio. All the show notes will be there. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. We are also under the Adventure Fit Travel banner at YouTube. And check out audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio for one free audio book and a 30-day trial. And don't forget, last but not least, check out adventurewithtravel.com. Use the code word radio. You'll get 10% off any and all trips. We've got amazing stuff coming up, guys. You don't want to miss out. Um, So plan your 2018 journey with us. And that's it from me. See you next week.